Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey everyone, welcome back to Seeking Witchcraft. My name is Ashley, and today I have on a return guest, Nicole, from the Ooh. Wording and Shielding episode. We're also recording live in person in Nicole's dining room as we speak, so the audio might be a little different than normal, but... This is fun because we're having like a real life conversation. <laughs> Hello, everyone. So happy to be back with Ashley. Nervous as ever, but we're going <laughs> to do well. We're all here together. A um, little bit about me. My name is Nicole Skye. I am a Norse pagan. I am a lifelong devotee and high priestess of Freya, who we will be discussing today. A quick background, I grew up in the spiritualist church, so I've been doing spirit work just about my whole life. I am a body worker. Um, I've been doing massage for, I guess, four years now, but I've taken a step back from it. Uh, but it is a part of my background, as well as Reiki and a couple other forms of uh, energy work. So I'm excited to be here and share with you guys all the info today. Cool. So excited to have you back on, Nicole. We also have another person on with us, if she'd like to introduce herself. Yes, hello, my name is Fern. I am an OC student. I know Nicole and Ashley from just like being friends, and I'm actually, uh, Ashley is my high priestess. Nicole actually (laughs) introduced us, and we're going to talk about that a little later, but yes, I am here to watch and listen and learn just like the rest of you. Cool. Well, thanks guys for coming on. So exciting. So yeah, we're going to talk about Freya today. Oh yeah. Let's get into it. So I just want to start with, uh, I guess, some broad strokes. You know, honestly, I think it's really important first to put a disclaimer because a lot of hate groups, especially Nazis, have really appropriated the Norse religion and have tried to use it to spew their hate. So I just very quickly want to say anybody using a spiritual or religious practice to push racist, anti-Semitic, or bigoted agendas have no seat at my table, no seat in the halls of my gods, and Preach. no room <laughs> at Ashley's spaces. So get out. This podcast <laughs> is not for you. That was important for me to start with because it is it is tough, you know, having pride in your religion and also recognizing that there's a lot of, like, darker aspects to it. So, uh, Freya, the mama bear, she is at the very, you know, in, in the broadest strokes, she is, like, in my mind, that mama bear archetype. Very loving and nurturing, but also very fierce and strong and kind of combative in ways just like a cat just like a cat exactly (laughs) so she is known for so many things you know I feel like people really um, when it comes to deities they place them in like a specific box and although you know each deity does have something they're kind of related to there's of course so much more to them but the great thing with Freya is it's canonical that she is and all encompassing so she is the goddess of love fertility marriage death battle, magic, particularly ancestral, and beauty. So we'll kind of touch on all the different parts of her today and uh, discuss ways that you can connect with her, um, ways that I've connected with her, and yeah, I'm excited. Cool. So where do you want to start? Where do I want to start? Well, why don't we begin with a little bit of the history of the Norse religion. We're not going to get too deep into, you know, the whole world, but just to give a bit of background. So first and foremost, the medieval Norse pronunciation for her name is Freya, which I sometimes... Freya? Is Freya, yes. So sometimes uh, it's kind of interchangeable. Like it's a name that at times she has asked me to address her as and, you know, obviously in a broader way, people just know her as Freya. So I'll kind of be going in between that. But um, the stories of these gods, of the Norse gods, were all passed down orally, um, and they were written down in the 1200s, and they were written in the Poetic Edda and the Prose Edda. So the Poetic Edda is technically like a first, what's the word I'm looking for, like a first source 
And then the Prose Edda is a second source. And it was all written after Christianity came in and kind of toppled the Norse religion. So anything that we do have written kind of has to be taken with a grain of salt because it's all been written by a patriarchal society. So when you look at the Norse goddesses, there's not a lot of stories about them. And it's really just exactly that because it, it's coming from a male-centric world that it was all documented. So... And, you know, time changes everything, right? So fractured stories change as they go down the telephone. (laughs) So, yeah, that is kind of a little bit of background there. Also, again, I wrote so many notes, y'all. So if you hear my little journal, that's what's happening. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I I do remember that that was a thing we talked about in the last episode. Yeah, I'm a note taker. Virgo, Virgo, baby. (laughs) Shout out to my fellow Virgos. (laughs) So I was, I guess I will explain how I started working with her. So I was dealing with, and not to get, uh, you know, too deep into anything super emotional, but I was working through a trauma that had just come up that I hadn't known about. And I was really struggling and seeking a nurturing presence in my life, not even realizing that I was reaching out for a deity. And I had a dear friend, Taylor, who I was talking to telling me, hey, have you considered deity work? You know, looking for someone to lean on for strength. And, uh, you know, I was a little hesitant, of course. It's a little intimidating. And uh, Yeah, you tell somebody you want to work with a, or ask them to work with a deity, it's like, where the hell do I even begin with that? Exactly. Where do I begin? And who? And, and how? You know? So I was really interested in Ostara. Um uh, but it just wasn't it wasn't right. I, there was no actual like connection point mm-hmm. there. And uh, Taylor said, "Okay, have you heard of Freya?" And it instantly was like a wave washed over me and I'm like, "Freya, who is that?" So, you know, <laughs> who I, is she? I who is she? So, <laughs> I went home, I rushed home, built an altar, said a prayer and yeah, it's been eight years since then, and I'm still working with her pretty much exclusively. So I was I was really drawn in more than anything else by the multifaceted aspect of her because I just felt like there was a lot of unknown things within the depths of of that. Like, okay, like you're telling me this is the deity of everything, basically. Like, <laughs> sure, right? So with that love aspect for starters, which I think is like the main thing she's really known for, it really shines through in like the connection feeling like the the held feeling I can't tell you the number of times I'm like having a hard moment or thought and I just feel the a gust of wind like coming behind <laughs> me and holding me you know like she's very good at like recentering and uh being present being present yes I feel her presence in so many things I feel it in my animals she's associated with cats when I first started working with her um, my dearly departed familiar Dilbert. Oh, Dilbert, rest in yeah, peace. Yeah, my boy. I've got two kitties now, Mars and Mercury, and they're amazing. I love them. But Dilbert was really my familiar. And when I first really started working with her, I would receive like messages from her through him, like intense, you know, he'd walk <laughs> in the room, give me that intense eye contact, and would just be like channeling for her, which was really cool. But yeah, you know, again, with the love aspect and and the nurturing, like I needed to be held and she really has that mother archetype. So having her come and, and, and lend her power and her strength to me was so important. And it kept me from like falling into myself and losing the way that I connect with people and, and am trusting with people. So I appreciate that. That's one of the things I really liked when I moved into working with Wiccan deities where growing up Catholic, you know, in my experience, I was told, okay, well, Jesus, he's there, you know? Right. I'm like, okay. You just got to trust it. You just got to trust that he's there, have faith, which is fine. Like, I'm not knocking anybody who is of that religion. But for myself, I have had a really hard time connecting with that. I never really felt the presence of Jesus, you know? <laughs> I didn't even know there was a thing people could really feel. They'd be like, the Holy Spirit's here. And I was like, where? Uh, he died for your sins, Ashley. <laughs> but once I started working in a more like working with deities in a Wiccan context, it felt like I could actually reach out and talk to them. Right. It it's felt like, like it's like talking to a friend sometimes. Right? Yeah. It's like talking to a friend or like having a family member there just like comforting you or it felt like I could give them a call if I needed to. And I know that they would pick up the phone versus when I was 
in the Catholic Church, Jesus was on another planet and like we got to wait for the spaceship to come back. I'm not calling him an alien. I'm just trying to, <laughs> trying to give a conspiracy. Some people believe that. We're going full conspiracy. This is actually a conspiracy theory episode. Oh <laughs> I'm mostly, no, I understand what you're saying. Though. Yeah, yeah. Mostly in terms of like distance. Like he was really hard to get in contact and it was just like not feasible. But I didn't, when I came to a Wiccan-based practice, I, I it, it was shocked me how accessible everybody seemed. You know, the thing that I love about the Norse religion specifically and their deities is although, yes, they are gods, they are more understood, seen, and felt as as not humans, but as extensions of your family line. So, mm. like, Freya is my ancestor. My ancestors are of Freya. Ooh, so that's cool. So it's... And that's, and that's why, like, once I started working with her, like, I was able to go all the way back through my life and all the way back through my family's lifeline and really see the ways that her magic has lent itself and been really an extension of my family's magic, um, you know, through all the generations. So, yeah, that is something that specifically with the Norse religion that I really connected to. That's really cool. Yeah, I like that a lot. There's less of a, a barrier there, you know. Of course, still with all the respect, and I'm like... You know, all, all respect given, but but yes, they are more um, like grounded in that way, so they're easier to to connect with. So in the line of love, she is also the goddess of marriage, uh, which makes sense. You know, there's connection, and a lot of her story really does revolve around her husband, whose name is Odor. But personally, I think that it's Odin. He goes by many names, and a lot of people have equated the goddess Freya and Frigg as one. So Freya is actually a title. It means lady. And Frigg is also like a goddess of love and, and fertility and, and very similar things. So a lot of historians or, or scholars really assume that they are one. So when I am speaking of her husband, in my mind, it's Odin, which makes sense for me because my partner works with Odin. But yes, I didn't know that. Yes, he does. He does. And I do kind of by extension. Um, it's actually really nice being able to be in partnership with someone who works with the works with a <laughs> yeah. that is uh, right in line with mine. That's um, perfect. Oh, that's perfect. Oh, I love that for you guys. Yeah. So one of her main. Um, you get him down here. One of right. I know <laughs> he's upstairs. Get up here. Get down here. <laughs> one of uh, one of the main stories that I think people really remember her for especially because there's a famous painting I can't remember when it was painted it's it's a it's a modern painting of it's called Freya's Tears and so the story is that her husband goes out and she goes around and seeks him and she uses different names and disguises as she's going around looking for him and she cries tears while she's seeking him and her tears turn to gold as they hit the land and they turn to amber as they hit the sea Um, which she does have a sea connection her father is Nord who is a god of the sea so yeah, that's her kind of marriage element. And so if you are looking to work with Freya and you want to set up an altar for her and you're really looking to call on the love aspect, I would really go with like rose quartz as an offering, um, amber. There's something so, it's like honey sweet, right? So amber scents and resin and as a crystal, that's another good one. So yeah, that's her love aspect. Amber is incredibly light in real life. It is. It's super light. It is. That's and how you know it's real. If you pick it up and you're like, this feels fake. That's how you know it's the real amber. And you know, it's actually kind of hard to find right now, like amber resin specifically. Mm-hmm. There's a bit of a shortage, which leads me to say um, part of the reason that I work within the Norse realm is because that is my ancestry. So I, as much as I appreciate and love other pantheons, I think it is really important when you are seeking what your magic is to make sure that you're not appropriating and taking from other people's, uh, you know, spiritual spaces and, and their resources, especially native folks of uh, the North America. So let's see. Let's touch on magic. Okay. So goddess of magic. She... We all love some magic around here. We do love some magic, don't we? Don't we? So she is understood to have given a specific magic to the gods. So there are two different classes within the North pantheon. There is the Azir and the Venir. And she has brought over uh, Sidir magic, which is of the Vanir. And she taught it to people like Odin, her (laughs) husband. Um, and she is the archetype of the vulva, which is a practitioner of this type of magic. 
Wait, the, the vulva? Mm-hmm. Like the vulva. Like the vulva, the vulva. baby. Okay. <laughs> exactly like it sounds. Wait, she's an archetype. Okay. okay. So this form of magic is concerned with discerning destiny and altering its course by reweaving parts of it. And the way that this vulva would go about practicing this magic is it would be performed through song, essentially. So she would call out and sing to the spirits. And if the spirits were happy, they would be willing to, you know, show the future and and help her reweave. Um, And that's part of the connection with the dead, which we'll touch on a little more later. And it's really interesting because when I first started working with her and I was trying to understand, okay, like, how do I... How do I nurture this relationship? How do I feed it? How do I give offerings to you? Especially because it's like, I can't go out and buy a dang crystal. <laughs> you know, like I just didn't really understand what it meant to to give to a deity, right? Like really commit yourself to her. And one of the things that she would always ask me for when I first started working with her was song. She wanted me to sing for her. She wanted my tears and she wanted me to sing for her. So, you know, there's me posted up in my bedroom at my parents' house, bawling my eyes out, (laughs) singing a little tune. So it was really cool when I finally found that connection and started to dig deeper and was like, oh, okay, this makes sense. The song song is the way um, of her magic. So that's something that's really great. And, you know, in line with the ancestral understanding my magic comes from her and has come through the whole line. So like my Omi, for example, she had this really crazy connection to death where she would have dreams of death visiting her before somebody would die. And he, and like she knew, like she always knew. She would see him and she would know it was him. And he was in kind of a different form often, but she always knew it was death. And he came know. knocking, not for her. But. Exactly, exactly. And and she was really, my Omi, that is, was really super deeply ingrained in like doing ancestral magic in ways that were kind of subtle. Like she would always have a white candle burning in her home and say, oh, it's so that the spirits can come find us. And, you know, so I really think that a lot of that came from Freya. And it's it's so sad that she's passed and I never really got to like Talk to her about all Talk that Talk to stuff. her about yeah. it. You know, I didn't know how to. It's tough, especially because she grew up Catholic. And I don't even think she knew the ways that she was interacting with her magic. But I definitely like to be able to point to that and be like, there's my magic grandma. <laughs> uh, I'll be a magic grandma one day. You will be a magic grandma one day. <laughs> so if you want to call on her magic side um, and really lean into that, there's a couple of offerings I would suggest I think that a lot of her magic although there's a lot of like obviously the spirit presence a lot of it is rooted in the natural world so like wood elements are great like I have a wood carving of my cat who passed away that uh, has always been on her altar as long as I've been working with her you have a lot of wood just I'm just looking around my places are saying that there's wood like everywhere even on the couch yeah we're sitting in my dining room which is literally surrounded by sticks I've collected I don't know guys (laughs) I need a stick I love the stick it comes with me I I can't deny a good stick I can't there's just whatever even the picture frames I know those those were my grandparents no the table yeah well you know I believe in the magic in, in objects like animism um, which goes along with like a lot of that spirit work, you know, a lot of, a lot of the work that I do in my space is, is around objects and the ancestors of others connected to it. Since I worked in estate sales so long, so much stuff in my house came from dead people <laughs> essentially. <laughs> so yeah, that's another way that I've connected with that particular kind of magic through her. But let's see, how else can we connect to her, uh, magic side through an altar? I think angelite is an awesome way to to give you know thanks and reverence and and call that power what is that is that a crystal it's a type of crystal yep yep so let's switch gears a little into war so part of the job of this vulva with the sadir magic was predicting how things would happen in war you've got your viking chieftains and their wives that would often preside over war bands and odin and freya really mirror that relationship so you know him being the head of of the army if you are you know not army but the the war band and um 
Freya being by his side, but she was also a fighter in her own right. I'm sure everybody's heard of the Valkyries. Mm-hmm. It's pretty well known, but if you haven't, they were just an elite force of women who were absolute badasses. So it's widely guessed at that she was the leader of the Valkyrie. Again, there's not a lot of written information to really draw on, but it's it's a feeling. It's an understanding, right? <laughs> and then after battle, when people would pass away, she would have her first pick of... Uh, the soldiers that she wants to take with her to her hall to like you know shepherd these spirits on to their to the next part of their existence and so well most people know Valhalla right Odin's Mm -hmm. hall the hall of glory and and fame and you know that's where like the bloodthirsty like go get him warriors would end up and her space was more a place of rest and it was more for like the honorable and I really think something that's so cool about Freya is she is a lot about being in service to others because of that mother element so and I think she moves as like kind of an everyman in that way you know and so she harbors people that are not seeking glory but those who are in servitude so people are in a vast army that are just you know or war band if you will that are more seen as just a warm body like those are the people that she finds precious and worthy of honor and taking care of so i really love that aspect about her because um especially because she is so you know larger than life and grandiose (laughs) so yeah she's got her own hall so if you want to call on that kind of energy uh, red jasper is a great way to fuel and channel your wrath uh, she does not take kindly to people abusing her loved ones, and she holds those that she's blessed to a really high standard. So, I mean, I've definitely felt her <laughs> wrath personally. My personal relationship with her has been very intense in that, like, I have to, I have to show up and do the work and, like, actually, you know, give offerings. And that sounds familiar. It's not a passive relationship <laughs> at all. So, oh my gosh, this thing is on fire. I've got an angel light in my lap and it's like literally burning right now. (laughs) Um, So yeah, that is kind of the war aspect, which really tumbles well into the death aspect. So, you know, because of the Sadir work, she spends her time between two worlds, basically. uh, And she could move within all of the realms of the Nordic cosmology, which there's like seven different realms, essentially. And... So she's a great person to work with if you're looking for protection while doing spirit work and, you know, a great guide out, especially. I don't know if anyone's any ever done any type of like path work where they've gotten stuck or scared. She's a great person to call or, you know, great deity. I, I can use deity and person interchangeably. It's, it's very <laughs> interesting. We do have, you know, that kind of relationship. She's like a friend, you know, like I talk to her like a friend. I write to her like a friend. So yeah, that's kind of the death work. And I think that Ammonite is a really good stone to place on your altar for that kind of work because it's good for your ancestor and like past life work and it supports rebirth and all that good stuff. So I think we need to take a little break, right? This seems like a good spot. When we come back, we can uh, discuss in broader strokes her story as it's known and written uh, and a bit of my personal experiences with her and all of our experience with her. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting? Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Really, that brought the three of us together. That's a really fun story. So, yes, let's take a quick break, and we'll be back in a moment. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, welcome back. Oh my goodness. Okay, so Freya's story has been largely really understood in the context of other people which i find very interesting that in the tales about her she doesn't have a lot of agency which is not how i see her at all i really see her as like an empowered person or woman or deity right so like one of the main stories that everyone knows is her having sex with four dwarfs to receive a necklace, which is known as the Necklace of Desire. I did not know that story. So. Yeah. So, <laughs> so as common for the, me. the dwarfs were um, representing north, south, east, and west. Oh. And their archetypal uh, psychology is representing parts of stuff, of us that we, like, reject and neglect. So when you hear stories about deities... Sometimes you kind of got to take them with a grain of salt. Now, could she have been having sex with all of them? Hell yeah, good for her. Liberated woman, right? Um, Live her life. But that is one of the main stories I think that everyone knows about her. And it really leans on the like beauty aspect. So yeah, that is like, I feel like that is the main story that everyone knows. I'm sure people also know the story of her. She had a cloak uh, made of... So it's widely debated whether it's falcon or hawk feathers. But she had this cloak that she could and she could transform right so i in my heart and mind it's definitely a falcon but um but again you know upg yeah unverifiable personal gnosis exactly it's tough you know these stories are old um so yeah she'd have this cloak and she could transform she let loki use it once so again like a lot of her tales are about others there's a story with thor where he was, you know, trying to basically auction her off to marry a giant. So all these stories what? that we have of her, uh, she has really no say in what's happening, which is unfortunate. But one tale I think is really sweet is she was gifted these two cats and they would pull her chariot. That's that kind of I the know. image that everybody has. And mm-hmm. their names are widely disputed. Somebody has given names to them at some point, an author. I'm not going to say those names because they don't actually resonate in my heart. And I don't, I don't think that's their names, but that's just me. Anyone that has connected to those stories and those names, like, absolutely. Are they giant cats or are they, like, normal-sized cats? They're, I mean, they've got to be bigger if they're pulling a chariot, yeah. right? Yeah. Right? And it's basically understood that they're Norwegian forest cats so something I didn't even mention is the Norse religion is like a Scandinavian based religion I probably should have said that at the top of the episode but I think anyone could have guessed that (laughs) um so yes she was gifted these cats by Thor of all people of another interesting deity within the the Norse pantheon not (laughs) I think a lot of people also will know Thor from the Marvel movie. It, it's a Marvel, right? I think it's Marvel. I've never seen any I've never of the movies. I've never seen any of it either. But yeah, I remember, not to go off track, I remember when they were making that into a movie, a lot of people were upset. I remember seeing these petitions online of not using Thor or Loki because then Disney was going to come after them and then for copyright, even though that, those were their deities. And I was like, I, okay. <laughs> like, it was this whole big mess. I didn't really pay too much attention to it, but I remember seeing it online. Yeah, I haven't watched any of them, kind of for that reason. Like, it's a little bit of, like, snobbery on my end, where I'm like, those aren't my deities, I know. Like, that's not them. Oh, your cat just meowed. Yeah, come here, Mercury. Yeah, so the nice thing about having... So I have two Maine Coons. um, And they're great. And they're the sweetest babies, and they're so interesting in the way that they like to get involved. Like, if I'm doing any type of work with her, like, as soon as I light a candle... 
they are in the room like what's happening what are we doing mom how are we connecting <laughs> come here buddy yeah i have a i have a magic cat too i have two yeah. cats panda and luna luna is always around me all the time and panda she they're both very sweet panda sometimes goes off and does her own thing but the second i start doing magic luna is gone and panda's right there wow. luna's like it's too intense i'm out of here <laughs> that's fair that's totally fair look at this guy He's so funny. I wish Sorry, you guys, you guys could... can't look at him. Yeah, I, wish, I wish you could. I wish you could. He's a very, very sweet baby. So he is a baby. So, so yeah, those are really like, those are really the main stories that are known. Like, there's really just not a lot out there. And part of me working with her was I wanted her, I wanted her to tell me what her story was. You know, I wanted, I wanted to, like, really see her. Hi! Oh my gosh! So she's holding the cat, and it's so cute during this. He's being so cute. So she also is associated with boars. She had a battle swine that she would. I mean, who doesn't have a battle swine? I mean, right? Like everyone's (laughs) got a casual battle swine. I'm actually uh, in the Chinese zodiac. I am the year of the uh, wood boar. So when I learned about that, I was like, okay, another connection point. All right. Do you know what I'm in the year of? What are you? The year of the cock. <laughs> Cock-a-doodle-doo, baby. Oh my god. <laughs> I love it. That's amazing. Oh. Yep. How did I go all this time not knowing this? I don't know. It's just never come up. Yeah, I never I didn't mention at the top of the episode, but anyone that listened to our last one, Ashley and I have known each other for like twelve years. That's crazy. Potentially more. That's very crazy. It's an intense amount of I knew of time. you when you were a minor. <laughs> and now you are married and own a house. And I have cats. Don't forget the cats. I mean, obviously. Anywho. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So those are really like the main stories that are known. And I just feel like there's so much more there. And so, yeah, that's kind of like a a broad strokes uh, historical background on her, at least a little more. So now I want to share some ways that I interact with her through a more subtle magic because I think it's important. I know as much as like doing big ritual work is really fun and, you know, exciting. It doesn't really fit into day-to-day life all the time. Sadly not. Right. So there's a couple ways that you can really connect and, and bring her energy um, or at least call for and her energy in your life. So a big one is a beauty routine or really just like a care routine. So for example, you know, when I'm washing my face and like moving through my routine which shout out magic shay she has like liquid gold in a bottle i will post her on my socials if you want to follow her she's been a big part of me falling in deeper into that beauty routine but uh working through that and and saying like affirmations or like being in prayer during that like really revitalizes me and it makes me feel cute as hell. Everyone <laughs> wants to feel cute. Exactly. Snap, snap, snap. Everyone wants to feel cute. So that's a really nice subtle way to work with her. Really a lot of my time spent in the estate sale world, which is, you know, going through people's houses and and you know, basically digging through dead people's belongings. I would call to her for protection as I'd enter those spaces. You also have your necklace from the last episode. Now I know the secret. Every time I see it, I'm like, "Mm -hmm, mm mm-hmm. Right. So Mother of Pearl is associated with her. It's something that I think calls on that that specific, the mama bear energy. So I feel very protected by it. (laughs) Fern and Mercury are having a photo shoot right now. (laughs) I was trying to get her to look. (laughs) But one thing that I hear often from people when they find out that I work with a deity, like, in a kind of intense manner is, oh, like, I don't really know how, like, what am I looking for? Like, what are the messages, like, how am I supposed to receive a message? Like, do you hear something? Is it a conversation? And it's a little bit of everything. Sometimes it is full channel, like, like I'm pen to paper writing in a journal, and I, it's not me. It's just her channeling through me. Sometimes I can ask for a question, and I'll receive words as an answer. And sometimes I get symbols and omens. And so I want to share how Fern came into our lives basically <laughs> i think it'd be fun if we each share 
our own version of like how this came into into fruition. I think so. I think so. Who wants to start? I'll start because mine's really short. So Azazel and I have an outer court that we're starting or well, not starting. We've been in it. We were starting. We were starting at the time. We've been doing it for about a year now. And we had already had our students. We were already had like a meeting and everything, but we were kind of restarting everything. And about a month had gone by and I kind of just got this feeling of, I feel like I should reach out to Nicole and see if she knows anybody in the area who might be interested in joining our outer court. And he's like, I mean, yeah, if you want to, like they, they would have missed a meeting or two, but it's fine. Go for it. And I'm like, okay. So I text Nicole and I'm like, hey, super random. <laughs> like, do you happen to know anybody who'd be interested in joining something witchcraft related? Like not, I wasn't really expecting like an actual response back to that. Um, and that's my story. <laughs> Fern. <laughs> okay. So, should I start from the beginning? Yeah, why not? Okay. okay. So, <laughs> go nuts, go ancient. <laughs> Nicole and I know each other uh, because we have a mutual ex. I love that. <laughs> sister, uh, sister, sister. Oh my god, I was just watching that show last night. <laughs> Legitimately just watching that. Um, and she had reached out to me to, you know, just hang out um, because we had been trying to get together for a while. And nothing was ever really working out. And then all of a sudden, reached out to me. And there was a big reason as to why you reached out to me, because you were getting signs from Freya that you needed to see me and speak to me. And I didn't know that at the time until you told me like later on. And I didn't because... want to scare you. <laughs> <laughs> it seemed like a scary thing to say to someone. Like, my deity told me we have to be friends. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> and there was a reason for that. And we hung out and then we started talking about you know, like witchcraft and like my personal practice and about how I want to reconnect with everything because I had been falling off of my practice and I was going to you know, have Nicole as someone who I would come to for, like, advice or questions because I didn't personally know at the time that you had been practicing for so long. I'm very, very hush-hush. Like, as much as you I, are. as much as, like, people in my life know that I have a spiritual practice, like, it's something I safeguard really hard. It's actually, yeah. like, really liberating to do this podcast mm-hmm. right now because I really don't, I just don't share this stuff with people. It's very close to my chest, so. And it's honestly better if you don't because then you have a more personal connection to everything. It's true. It's true, but also I think it can be a hindrance, especially Mm -hmm. with working with someone like Freya, who is about connection, right? Like she's about connection and and nurturing connection. So it's been really special getting to like open up and and share. And Mm -hmm. so I guess I should say the message I received. (laughs) Yes, that entire time we were hanging out for the first time, I was super nervous because it was like, like, uh, this uh, this person knows me just through association of an ex who I'm not even with anymore. So it's like, how am I perceived? How is this going to happen? But so, so that's the thing that honestly was actually um, like a barrier for me in terms Mm -hmm. of connecting with you, because as soon as we, so we had met while you and this ex were still together. Mm -hmm. So even further backtrack, this person was both of our first loves. Um, (laughs) And I had, I had not been with this person. Like it was an amicable enough breakup. Like, so, you know, we were cool, but we didn't speak. And it was the first time that we were seeing each other in years for a mutual friend's birthday Mm -hmm. and Fern came and I instantly was like, Oh, she's so cool. (laughs) Of course I like her. Right. Like, why Whereas, would he date somebody that's not cool? <laughs> I just found out in the parking lot when we pulled into the Dave and Buster's <laughs> that he was like, oh, by the way, my ex is going to be there. And oh I was my like, gosh. wait, what? That's <laughs> so horrible. <laughs> that's so horrible. I remember at one point, like, I came up to you guys and was trying to be like, we're all friends now, right? And like, <laughs> I just remember both of you looking at me like, Nicole, it's too much. Back up. Like, <laughs> I don't even remember that. Of course you don't. Like, you I, were you were probably just going through the motions, like, yeah. try not to be And also, stressed. at that time you met me, I was, like, freshly, like, what, maybe, like, 19. Right. And then we didn't hang out, hang out again until I was maybe, like, at least, like, what, 22? Whereas, during, like, where I was at was, like, I was, like, deeply in love. Like, I was with my husband yes. at that point. We weren't married, but I was deeply in love and, like, very secure in that relationship. Mm-hmm. And, like honestly just so happy for this ex that like he had found yeah. someone that like yeah. was good for him and so I was like oh this girl's so cool like <laughs> I knew we wouldn't be friends yeah. but I was just like wow I feel really drawn to you and and I and I see it and I get it you know yeah. and so years after you guys 
well, not years, I guess a year after you guys had broken up, we had been friends, maybe a little less than that. Yeah. We had been friends on social media for a while. And it's funny because I remember when you broke up, I was like, oh, that's sad. First of all, I was sad. I had hoped it would work out, of course, because like I want people to be happy. But I also was like, oh, Vern is so cool. Like, (laughs) this is my chance. (laughs) No, literally, I was like, should I sneak in there and be your friend? But like respectfully was concerned that it would be misconstrued as like Mm -hmm. a conniving thing, like against the ex. Yeah, exactly. It was never like that. And I really like was super, super like cognizant of that being a potential Mm -hmm. way that people could view the friendship. Mm -hmm. So I really, I kind of like safeguarded the connection when we first started talking and I remember like I said something to you about astrology and you're like send me your chart and I like turned to my partner and was like oh my god it's happening we're gonna be friends (laughs) and you know it's funny because I was going through my journals before this just you know finding old notes of old conversations with Freya and like seeing what I was willing to share and I found a passage where I had messaged you like like during um it was, like, more at the start of the pandemic. I mean, it was, like, it was later. It was, like, yeah. people were starting to come out and do stuff. I messaged you and was, like, you want to go on a hike? And you were, like, no. <laughs> and I, I wrote in the journal. I said, I don't know why I feel really called to this person, but I have to respect the boundary yeah. and not be a weirdo. But I was, I was definitely sad. Mm-hmm. So years later, friend and I are, like, talking at this point on social media, like, really interacting with each other. Again, I'm, like, oh, she's so cool. I want to be her friend. I don't know how to do this anymore. I feel so gassed up right now. <laughs> Making friendships as an adult is really hard. hard. Yeah, it's, it's really, so really hard. So, you know, I was nervous. And there was one night where, like, it was so random. It was so unrelated. So I had gone to my mother-in-law's for a little get-together and was on my way to another party. And I was just feeling, like, real overwhelm, like a social overwhelm that spiraled into a full existential crisis. <laughs> in the car on my way to the second party which I was like why am I doing this like I need to go home like I need (laughs) the Virgo in me was like hide run away (laughs) and I'm having this full panic and it turns into like I don't know what I'm doing with my life I'm not sure what I'm doing next I don't know what direction I'm moving in I'm not really sure like what my purpose is currently like I just didn't really know I didn't have any idea so I called out to Freya and I said please tell me what to do I'm so fucking lost right now and I look up I fucking look up and I see this sign and it says like Fern Way or Fern Place. And I was struck by it. Like, like, (laughs) like fucking fully, like, like a bucket of water on my face. I was like, oh my God. Okay. Freya wants me to talk to Fern. I don't know why. I'm not going to ask. Like I, you know, I kind of tried to be like, hey, why? And she gave me nothing. She's (laughs) like, I've given you, I've given you the answer. Like, you know, it's not a call. Yeah. when, When you work with a deity, like. They are not at your beck and call. Yeah, no. They will share what they want to share or they will not. Mm-hmm. So after she said Fern, she left the building and <laughs> and I was left to sat th- sit there and like really, you know, try to understand it. So a couple days later, I'm in the car again. I'm in a completely different place. I had been in D.C. when this happened. I'm now in Anne Arundel County. I am so far from D.C. And once again, I say, hey, Freya, that was really interesting <laughs> when you and, – and just for a little bit of context, I am constantly in conversation with Freya mm-hmm. and in prayer and a car and, like, basically anytime I'm alone, I, it's me and Freya. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, again, I'm like, hey, Freya, like, wh- what is that? Like, why – what is, what is the purpose behind you pointing me to this person? Like, I don't understand. And I look over, and once again, there's a road that's named Fern. She likes me. She likes you. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I hear you. Like, I'm not going to ask any more questions. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to reach out. And I think it was that night I came home and messaged you and was like, hey, I really want to hang out with you. Like, I laid it. I felt like we were going on, like, a date. Like, I was so nervous. I was like, I was like, hi, do you like me? Like, check yes or no. Um, And you checked yes, which was amazing for all the things, especially my ego. Because I was like, stop. She thinks I'm cool, too? (gasps) Gasp. So, yeah, we ended up, you know, you came over and we hung out. And, like, very quickly, the magic connection between us. It was there. It was there. Like, the energy was right. And, yeah, you were telling me, you know, about your practice and, like, wanting to get back into things. And I knew very quickly because I started, again, you know, to ask Freya at some point, okay, am I supposed to help this person? Is she supposed to work with you? Like, Mm. she was like, no, like, this is not – 
it's not it's not for you to to intervene. Um, you were just a gateway. I was just a gateway yeah. because literally that night Ashley texts me and says, "Can you think of anyone <laughs> that would be interested in this outer court?" And I'm like, "Oh my god." The person just landed in my lap basically yeah. like so that was really beautiful and divine and felt super special and I just loved that Freya was like mm. you need this person in your life and you have been such like a special connection I love that now we've got this yeah. friendship between the three of us which yeah, is so amazing. sweet do you feel like Freya pushed you in the direction you needed to go most definitely I would not like change a thing at all whatsoever I knew mm. the second and I've said this to you um and Azazel I <laughs> said that uh after the first you know gathering in the outer court I just felt like I was meant to be there like it was right like I just knew and it sparked an entire like life-changing sequence of events and I were almost to the end of it and I could not be more grateful and it's just mind-boggling to me sometimes how it just happened like fell also fell into my lap you know what that i didn't go looking it came to me first i want to say thank you freya for all the abundance that you bring into my life and the life lives of the people around me (laughs) but you made me realize i didn't touch on one of the big aspects of her which is her fertility side and so in my mind the fertility is actually more like when people think of fertility they think of like child and womb mothers and offsprings but fertility in essence is really just abundance right yeah and i think that comes in many forms like a fertile space with creativity a home of comfort of course like the obvious like we're in a capitalist world you know so fertility such abundance of the bank account right and you know through years of devotion and like shifting my mindset from scarcity to that deeper understanding of abundance and how like calling it in and trusting it will change your life like I've had so many moments of struggle like financially or you know emotionally or whatever just I think we're all like living in a world where we just feel like oh it's not enough it's never enough right we're always seeking more very American of us it is very very American of us and you know being able to step back and recognize like the wealth of my my partnership and my relationships that I have with people and um, you know, like my my space and my cats and all those things, it's like really been important and grounding for me. And like, even when my partner and I were sleeping on a twin mattress on the floor <laughs> in a basement, I really felt the abundance of our love and connection and always knew that we were going to build a world mm-hmm. and that it would be built through the fucking grace of Freya, basically. <laughs> and, you know, our dreams are so fertile. They're so potent. And I think that she's just a good resource because she is resourceful, decisive, and very self-possessed, despite what the post-Christianity texts want you to believe. And so through her, I really think through this, she leads an abundant existence and sends blessings of the very same to people. And so, you know, thanking her and calling in this abundance is really, really important when you work with her. And a great way to do that is with citrine. So placing that on the left side of your altar don't ask me why. I don't know. I was told it's the left and that's where it goes. <laughs> um, that's a great way to do that. But yeah, that the fertility is really, in my mind, abundance and more than anything else, abundant connections. Absolutely. Like my life is so rich because of the people that have come in. And so much of it has been because of this like spiritual relationship I already hold with her and mm-hmm. everything that, that comes out of it. So grateful for you babe I'm so grateful to Freya I know (laughs) I know it is so wholesome oh my goodness I'm like y'all got any questions (laughs) (laughs) did I touch on all the things that's a great question oh you got a question question, okay I guess for like because I was also once in the position where I was you know listening actually fun fact before i ever knew ashley i listened to seeking witchcraft oh, so like yeah <laughs> and i didn't know i didn't i didn't know it was you i didn't know until a little wow <laughs> celebrity but, oh, but oh, God. Okay. as someone who did listen to this and listen to people come in you know as guests with experience and like talk about their experience what would you what advice would you give someone who wants to start deity work and doesn't know where to start because 
for me, the biggest thing was not knowing if I had enough knowledge of mm-hmm. witchcraft, if I had the experience needed to start. Like, I'm the type of person who's like, I need to know everything about this deity before such I start Virgo. working with them. Such a Virgo. Is that... Yeah, I am such a Virgo. <laughs> <laughs> I need to know everything before I start, so when I dive deep in, I know what I'm doing. You know, you learn that from them, though. I was going to yes. say, yeah, like, especially with a deity like Freya, where there was, there's, like, basically nothing on her. Mm-hmm. Everything is, is gained from experience. Yes. And so I think for me, personally... When you are, when you're not sure even what deity you feel called to, I think looking at your, like your background, you know, like your line, like okay, like what deities are in line with my culture, basically. And I know that's tough for some people. People are adopted, right? So obviously that's not like the end all be all. But I just personally think that's a great place to start yeah. because there's an easier pathway to connection there. So I think that's a good place if you're trying to seek a specific deity. You can also like. You can just try to work with any deity. Like, they may not answer the call. They, it might not, you know, be a great a great match, but... It's worth a try. It is worth a try. You'll know right then and there, too. Yes. And, and sometimes deities come in different times of your life. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Definitely. So I think that reaching out that way, and then once you know who you want to work with, just setting up an intuitive altar... And literally just lighting a candle and saying a dang prayer. It sounds so simple and like, like, oh, how could that, you know, how does that work? But, but truly intention is everything. Yes. And you can feel deities in a space. Like you both were at my wedding. So I got married. Oh, I loved your wedding. This year. I have been married for a couple years, but we finally had a ceremony. We had a Viking ceremony, um, which was, was really, really special. Um, and there was, was a wedding. Yeah, you I were. And there was a couple people after the fact. Um, we had an incredible ceremony, which was led by my friend Hawk, whose information I'm going to give later, because they actually do a, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a consultation called Gods and Guides, which helps people who are on the path trying to work with the deity but have no idea what to do. They also have a Patreon where they share their personal notes with the deities that they work with um so i'll give their uh instagram handle honestly why don't i just drop it right now it's hawk astrology it's at hawk astrology h-a-w-k-s-t-o-l-o-g-y hawk astrology so that's one person that (laughs) you can (laughs) that's one person that you can uh reach out um to if you're looking for a way um like pathways to connection but you're hitting some roadblock because sometimes it does take help so i had a lot of help personally from my dear friend taylor who is another incredible magic practitioner that i would suggest people follow if they're looking for pathways through working with deities grief work death work their Instagram is at Aaron the Red underscore. Um, so E R I N T H E R E D underscore. Um, so those are a couple good resources if you're trying to find ways to work with deities. But another really important thing is to like not. I mean, I don't know. This sounds counterintuitive, but don't take it too seriously. Like, don't like. I feel like a lot of people build a lot of barriers around themselves when they when they build it up. You know, when you're like, oh, like it's really stressful and it's dangerous and you know all that stuff. It's not. It's not. You're safe. You'll be held by your deities. You'll know if it's. You'll know if it's the right fit. You'll feel it in your chest. But so back to this wedding <laughs> that was officiated by my friend Hawk. They did a whole ceremony for us that was really around our deities, especially because, of course, you know, Freya is the goddess of marriage. Why would I not be <laughs> calling her in? And there was one particular moment where they they said something. I wish I had the script so I could read it. But they said something, um, you know, invoking. They said something invoking the gods. And in that moment, the whole, the whole space shifted. Like, the air around us shifted. There was a huge gust of wind. Like, it was this really intense moment. And people that are not spiritual in the least bit came up to me after the ceremony and they were like, whoa, that was wild. What was that? And I'm like, it's Freya, baby. Weren't you listening? The power of magic, baby. <laughs> the power of magic. It's like the Pine Sol commercials. No, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> the well, power of Didi, baby. That is the fucking power. Welcome to my world. Yeah, let's see other ways that you can reach out and and work with deities. 
again, I think it's just important. Like we always say, you just got to do the work. You just got to try. Even if you're showing up in subtle ways and just saying a quick hello, there doesn't need to be a lot of pomp and ceremony around magic. You just have to do it. I think showing up is uh, the biggest thing you could do. Sometimes you can get in your own way of trying to work with the deity of, I need to make this magical ritual. I need to like write all this stuff out that I want to say to them. And like, hopefully they respond right then and there. And people get caught up on things like that. And then they won't do it because it's anxious and they're anxious and they're stressed and they're feeling like they have to do a bunch of things. But then in reality, you don't need to do all that. If you just go to your altar and you sit there and you're there and you're just taking that dedicated time and space to be with the deity that you want to call, that's half the battle <laughs> right then and there, just like actually taking the time out of your day to do it. Yeah. Uh, and that's hard sometimes for people. So I would say start small. Don't worry about having to do this big thing for a deity. If you just show up and say, hey, my name's Fern. <laughs> hi. I just want to say hi. You know, I might be interested in working with you. Absolutely. I, I might know a little bit about you if you want to tell me anything about yourself or, you know, I'm just going to save space for you in this moment. I'm just going to meditate with you in mind. If you'd like to show up, cool. If not, I'll I'll be around and, you know, see you later. <laughs> like, yeah. be I simple mean, as that. Even if it's just like five minutes, like just doing something that's dedicated to whatever deity you want to work with. Mm-hmm. That's something I had to unlearn was the, I don't have to do this for 45 minutes and no. sit there and meditate <laughs> oh for 30 and then no. breathe for 20 and then nope. write something out for 15. That's and exhausting. Like, it's, it is, and it gets tiring. And then, it's unrealistic. And then you just don't want to do it because it takes up too much of your time. But if you treat it like something that is just a part of your day, like even talking to them like they're your friend, I feel like that builds a more personal connection than trying to do things that you see on social media that everyone else has to like do a long ritual and stuff like that like you just do what works for you mm-hmm. and that is enough everyone's showing their best most aesthetic self on social media exactly. so oh it's yeah realistic. oh yeah exactly. so i want to close this so i i'm very surprised but i actually feel really called to share my personal prayer to her that i have written obviously it's my personal prayer um I did not think that I would share it but I feel cold because I think you know it's like nice to have a good example when I first started working with her I well I guess not when I first started working with her but like a couple years in when I wanted something that felt a little more formal I bought this book it's called Fire Joel a devotional of Freya and there's a lot of um hymns and chants and prayers in there that are really great but I ended up writing my own and so we I guess are gonna close this out on this prayer love that Freya goddess of the many blessed abundance be thy love strength be thy name I feel you in the corners of my heart in the play of my soul and the search of my spirit I humbly accept your gifts and give gratitude in return mother great lady through you I do thrive You walk in the shadows and dance in the light. Sweet ambers do call and golden roots do grow. Fill me with your magic, for it knows no comparison. Guide me, for your path does not waver. Challenge me, for understanding that I know so little, but seek your truth. Goddess, your love brightens. Goddess, your light shines. I love her. I'm going to cry. I love that. That's so sweet. That was really well done. So I think that is like a great way if you... If you open with the same thing every time, it will get you in the right mindset, especially. Mm -hmm. That ritual mindset, that trigger. Exactly. And that's all it it needs to be. There's not, there's no, there's no formality after that. That's, that's as formal as I get with her. So thank you so much for having me, Thank you so much for coming back on. Oh my goodness. I hope this was coherent. (laughs) Oh, you did a great job. Um, For people who want to reach out to you and you as well, Fern. How can people find you on social media? Yeah, you know, I actually really hope people do because after our first podcast, I was very surprised. I guess not entirely surprised, but I no one really reached out about wording, which makes sense. It's like a private thing and people, you know, I feel like we really went over it. But I had so many wonderful people reach out to me about Freya and made some really great connections from there. So my Instagram is at uh, underscore James Rabbit. That's J A M. E-S-R-A-B-B-I-T. 
I nailed it. I'm dyslexic, so I'm really proud of myself. <laughs> I did that off the top of my head. <laughs> um, but yes, that's at underscore James Rabbit. Uh, I post more personal things there, and I do plan in the new year to be sharing more of my spiritual journey as I really feel called to share Freya with the world. I mean, not that she's mine, but you know what I mean. I want to I wanna put my journey out there a little more. So that's where you'll find me. I love all your fire troop photos too. Oh, yes. I am in a fire troop. We do uh, some ritual-esque magic through fire. That's Luciole Liberation. You can find that through my page. I will not spell it out for you because I will fuck it up. <laughs> <laughs> but it is in my Instagram bio, so you can find them there. And again, I really cannot cannot stress further how great of a resource Hoxtrology is. They also have a Patreon, which is that exact same name, Hoxtrology. So please go check them out if you are really seeking some direct guidance. Fern, you want to share your Insta? Absolutely. My Instagram is Fern Romero D. That's spelled F-E-R-N-R-O-M-E-R-O-D. <laughs> Nailed it. Um, I am private, but I will literally accept anybody who follows me as long as you don't look like a bot. That's really my only rule. <laughs> no bots welcome. No bots, no. <laughs> all right, and you can find me on all of the pages. <laughs> all of the things. All of the things. I'm on Twitter at Seek Witchcraft, Instagram at Seeking Witchcraft, Facebook at Seeking Witchcraft Podcast, and I have a Facebook group called Witches Seeking Witchcraft. And I do have a Patreon as well. It's patreon.com slash seeking witchcraft. So thank you again, Nicole and Fern, for coming on today's episode. This was so informative. And I really loved hearing about Freya. There's a lot of things I did not know about her. And there's so much more. That's the thing. Your girl could go on for hours, but no one wants to hear that. (laughs) I feel like I'm going to get messages from people being like, I want to hear that. Where's the part two? Mercury is fully involved, guys. Like, my cat is in everyone's face now. He said, oh, you're done? Is it time to pay attention to me? (laughs) Mercury, can you give the people a meow? Oh, he's sniffing the mic. Okay, say (laughs) bye-byes. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. I'll talk to you again next time. Bye. Love you all so much. Thanks for listening. Bye. With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply.